Welcome to Live Fully, an Ethan Naturals podcast, where we share information about the world of natural medicine, like Kratom. I'm co-founder Victor, and with me is co-founder Alexander. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Today, we're going to talk about how we have figured out our Kratom dose over the years, and if it's changed at all. Let's get started. So, Alex, what do the... I guess, quote-unquote, professionals or the scientific community say about Kratom dosing? So most of that is really just based on historical use or kind of survey results, because technically there is no dose-dependent study that has officially been performed. Oh, okay. I mean, there was a double-blind placebo-controlled study that Yale Medical School just did, but for some reason they wouldn't really show what they gave as the kind of kratom consumption amount but they said they based it on typical historical uses and i think because they're they're trying to kind of slow roll into that research where they don't want to provide too much that people kind of just go off of without doing the full dose dependent study was the study using uh kratom like a full spectrum kratom or were they focusing on a single alkaloid yes this i mean this was a a traditional preparation method so they had someone go out to a plantation collect kratom leaves they brought them back and they prepared a kratom tea and they made a similar kind of placebo tea based on some other plant that had a similar flavor but no mitragynine no alkaloids Mm, okay yeah, and so, but the research that we have seen, I think the first one came from Oliver Grunman, and he did a online survey of, I think, just over 8,000 Kratom users. And from that, what he said is that most people will kind of self-titrate, so they'll take a small amount of Kratom and then kind of increase until that person gets the desirable effect. So that's what titration means? Yes, and basically from that survey result, he saw that most people consume anywhere from one to five grams per dose, about up to three times per day. But that does range from less than a gram all the way up to eight or more grams. Wow, it's a pretty big range. Yes. And then he did also make note in that survey result that when you start talking about more than five grams per dose, that's when people started experiencing more of some of the nausea and kind of negative effects from Kratom. So mm-hmm. if you kind of feel, you know, when, when I feel that, it's like, just use less of it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I, I'd say the folks that I know personally that use Kratom, they fall within that range, probably closer to the lower end. And of course, it all depends on the form factor that you're you're using. Uh, you know, when, when folks are using our Kratom tablets, you know, it's a much different experience than, say, an extract uh, shot or, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I would say, too, there's another survey result that was performed by Johns Hopkins Medical School, and that was from Albert Garcia. And he looked at, I think, just under like 2,000 or 2,800 people. And that was very similar. So it was about one to like seven grams was kind of the range. But for the most part, most people use between one to five grams in that range again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's... So we hear that seems to be the magic amount for yeah, most and, folks. And it's also, I mean, it, it's, it is hard to show how much mitragynine or alkaloids were in the product. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, am I using something that has half a percent mitragynine or is it 1%? And that very much changes how much Kratom I use. I mean, that's as it shows the amount. Yeah. yeah, of course. But unfortunately, even to this day, and I know when we first started, there was, you know, when we didn't have a Kratom company, 
we were just users and consumers and and our biggest challenge was knowing what the product what's in the product so it says kratom it usually had some sort of marketing term of you know big horn you know whatever it is uh you know red bali something kratom but none of it would help us in determining our dosage and when we there were no lab tests associated with the products and i know that's still a challenge today even with companies that say they have lab tests are those lab tests the associated with the product that's in my hand that i'm about to use right now a lot of times the answer is no it's usually one lab test that gets applied to multiple products or a very very large you know batch of products and so you know consistency was the thing that drove us mad in the beginning like sometimes this works and then sometimes i have to take a lot and oh no i took the exact same amount i took last time but this time my i'm feeling head high or i'm feeling I'm getting no pain relief or you know, just a bad experience and that was extremely frustrating so i guess that frustration gave birth to etha so it's it's a good thing but uh and i know that the industry is getting better but you're right it providing that information about what's in the product is critical for dosage. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that we have to explain that to to customers that come to us, even customers that have used Kratom in the past. So they're experienced Kratom users, but they don't use certificates of analysis. They don't use test results to figure out their dosage. They simply say, well, I use XYZ brand. I typically take this amount, so that's what I do. And we try to educate folks on, you know, it's really important to know what's actually in your product and then start from there and then adjust accordingly with the titration process. The other thing that, that I find interesting too is folks that switch from one form, like I mentioned before, to tablets or to a different format, that dosage doesn't typically stay the same for folks. So we have customers that come into our store. If Amanda was here, she'd tell these stories, I'm sure. But uh, unfortunately, she's sick right now. Um, but I know of some of these customers because they're regulars. And I know their story because I happen to be walking across the store and, and <laughs> engage in a conversation with them. Uh, a couple of folks said, you know, when they first came in, they were powder users. A lot of people take whole leaf kratom powder. And their dosage was always fairly high, like shockingly high for someone. Like for me, I don't... I don't use that much, even when I had chronic pain. So it was like, wow, that's, they would say like, I take 10 grams to 15 grams wow. at a time of powder. So it's like, whoa, okay. That, yeah, that, that may sound like half a percent or less that they're kind of looking at. So I tell those folks that since you're switching over to Etha, I would recommend, well, I'd first find out why were you taking Kratom? Were you taking it because uh, you know, you're know having trouble sleeping at night? Are you taking it for an energy boost? Or what is it? What's, your, what's the thing that you're looking for? And then from there, we can then guide them on what data to look at to figure out their dosage. So, you know, um, in this particular case, and I'm thinking about this person who's taking it for pain relief and to make sure they get a nice energy boost. Uh, so we said, okay. But they wanted to try tablets instead of powder. All right. I said, let's just experiment and, and start let's cut that dosage down to just five grams which is a, it to me is still fairly high i take two to three grams at a time so this is like double what i normally take sure, anyway. yeah there's any times i take five grams so it's not unheard of when my pain yeah. is really bad yeah i definitely take a lot of tablets but seeing his reaction was like wait 
just five. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, you know, you can all wait 30 minutes, 20 minutes if you want. And then if you're not feeling the benefits you need, then, you know, add a couple more tablets and you, you'll figure it out. And there's always this level of skepticism, you know, because you're just so used to a certain pattern that works for you. And sure enough, folks come back and they go, you're right. I didn't, I didn't need as much and I got the same benefits. And it even lasts longer. And so I kind of explain the difference in the powder versus tablets and how that works. But it's, it's very interesting that, you know, your dosage not only is dependent on, you know, the kind of kratom you're getting, what's, what's actually in it in terms of the alkaloids, but also the form factor can, can contribute to different dosage amounts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know when I take tablets versus our concentrated tea mm-hmm. versus our extended release extract tablets, those are very different amounts of mitragynine that I take in that serving. And so when I take tablets, it's typically like two and a half grams, maybe five grams if my pain is bad. And like I said, that's the other part too, is that my dose is my dose changes based on my personal need at that time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it is, I'm just looking for a little bit of energy. So I'll take our concentrated tea and I'll use maybe uh, one fourth of that bottle or one fifth of it. So it's a tiny amount. And so that will probably equate to maybe like 20 to 30 milligrams of mitragynine. But then if I'm taking our extended release tablets, I can easily take two of our tablets, which is then 80 milligrams. So, I mean, you know, four times the amount in that extended release, but because it kind of releases slower, it's kind of like an all day, super nice, slow mm-hmm. effect for me. And so, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's the complicated part of all this. The form factor <laughs> has changes. My own personal need at that time is different every day or week to week. So it, it's a hard kind of, it's not a one size answer fits all. And it's yeah. the, it's kind of the try a little bit, see how you feel. And then always take a little bit. You can always take a little bit more. It's just, it's easy than that side. And th- I think that's the nice benefit too of Kratom is that the immediacy of the about to say reaction yeah. is, is great. And, th- and that's what we see from the research too, is that after kind of oral consumption, it takes generally like 20 minutes to half an hour or like an hour for the max peak amount and so you kind of get a very quick feedback as long as you're kind of listening to your body and kind of conscious of it you get quick feedback that you can easily adjust as needed in that moment yeah yeah be patient don't just throw the whole bag in your mouth and go (laughs) now we did try that though yeah uh, share that story (laughs) uh well actually the one story that i have is a little bit more because i this was a time when i was doing some kayaking and so it was Uh, It was going out to Catalina Island where kayaking basically from this port kind of go around and then get into this beach where we were camping. And on the way back, it was kind of the reverse, obviously. So we kind of packed up all our camp stuff, got in these kayaks, and we're going to come back. But because we're on an ocean kayak and everything was packed up, my my access to Kratom was going to be kind of hindered by, you know, we're in a kayak paddling like I can't really everything has to kind of be buttoned up and like mm-hmm. nice and waterproof on that side and so in the morning getting ready and took my normal dose and at the time I had some like decent pain because this was a couple years ago and then so I ended up you know just before packing up the kayak to like push off and go I was like well I'm not gonna have access to Kratom if my pain comes back I really don't want to be in the middle of it and it was kind of traumatized a little bit kind of on the way out there because 
for some reason, like we must have been against currents, but it took us like three hours of kayaking to get really? out to this place. So I was, so I was expecting like, okay, I'm going to be on this thing on this kayak for three hours. We got to make it back. I want to make sure my pain is like good. And so I, so I took a second dose and it was a little bit like too soon probably. Cause it was probably like 15 minutes after it wasn't, I didn't quite give it enough time to make sure yeah, that you panicked also, a little, <laughs> panicked a little bit. Yeah. So doubled my dose. And then that combined with the ocean waves going up and down and see definitely that nausea kicked in and it was just not a good feeling for a good 30 minutes. And so, I mean, fortunately with Kratom, there is, there is kind of a feedback loop where when I take too much, I get the nausea and and it's, it's, I say it's fortunate because it kind of helps make sure that myself and people don't overconsume, but it is a negative effect that I have to deal with nausea for like half an hour. But even that, that is, is temporary. Yes, right? exactly. According to these studies, I forgot. If you do, you recall the percentage of folks in these surveys that the two that you mentioned, like the percentage that had negative side effects, and and I think it was it was fairly like less than a percent of of the reported um, folks, right? It was. I want to say it's less than like five percent on oh, that okay. side. Like yeah, it was fairly, and then definitely yeah, associated more with like the five grams or above is mm-hmm. kind of has more negative side effects, but it's generally, yeah, I mean, way less than 10% for sure have association of negative side effects. And what, yeah. what I recall, it was always, or more often than not, it was folks had temporary gastrointestinal issues. So like what you're talking about, nausea, stomach Correct. aches, those kinds of things. And so it always it went away, but it is a good kind of feedback. You're like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> like, yes. Have you ever done that again? Have you? done the like taking too much extract shots or anything like that i haven't done it with tablets or powder that side because i know that pretty well Mm -hmm. there are times when i've been doing taste testing or as we're kind of experimenting with teas (laughs) you're the guinea pig and i'm doing like filtering and all this kind of stuff i'll like sip on a little bit here and there for like the taste and then okay i'm looking at this concentration then i'm like okay that's kind of but i haven't gotten to that same level of I mean, I also haven't fortunately been on a ocean kayak bobbing up and down. So I think <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really, you know, <laughs> exacerbate the problem that I created. So yeah, like for the most part, I'm kind of, I've not gotten to that point again, which is, mm-hmm. I find very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing. And you remember this a number of years back, you know, I said, how much can I physically take? And I said, I'm just going to keep on swallowing tablets until I can't swallow anymore. And I could do a fair amount. I could do about eight tablets in a single gulp. So I can take in a fair amount at a time. But I didn't break 20 grams. I think it was something like 15 around. 15 to 20. Yeah, right? yeah something you're, around you're kinda, there. Yeah, you're trying to get up there. And you're like after 15 Because you so. did 30 grams. Yeah, something I like did. that. I was like, I can get to 30 grams. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I'm tapping out. But I will always remember the experience afterwards. And I will never come close to that again. And it was. It was just extreme cramps, like horrible stomach pain. And I went home and I was in the fetal position in the kitchen, just lying there, just praying that my kids don't see me like this. <laughs> it's super embarrassing. <laughs> and then going to the bathroom a lot, uh, dry heaving. All oh, yeah, yeah, really bad, yeah. I didn't actually vomit or anything, but it was, it was just a bad experience. Yeah. But... I think maybe an hour or so. It wasn't that long. Yes. It just peaked really fast and then subsided just as quickly and it was fine. I mean, I 
probably didn't sleep that night. I was super focused. I got a lot of work done. But Yeah, and actually most likely that is because mitragynine, the main alkaloid that is responsible for a lot of the positive effects, like the pain relief, and that's associated with the mu opioid receptor. But what's interesting is that mitragynine also interacts with the kappa opioid receptor. And so the kappa opioid receptor, when that's antagonized and when it's kind of activated, that causes dysphoria. So that's where you kind of get that discomfort and just that feeling of, I don't like this sensation. Mm. And so that's probably a lot more of that effect was predominant at that super high dose. What I, what I found that was disappointing was, you know, Kratom, obviously, godsend. It's, you know, it helped me through really tough years with chronic pain, but it never removed my pain completely. I could always just think about it and, oh, there it is. And, you know, it's nagging. But you've said it many times that, you know, goes down from a whatever it is, eight down to a two or something like that. And I'd say it's something like that, like 80% of my pain is away and it's manageable enough so that I can distract myself from the remaining 20%, whatever the number is. But hoping that taking 20 grams or not even 20 grams, but something like that would just fully eliminate all the pain. It just, it was about the same. It was, it was the same amount of pain relief. So there is a kind of ceiling to the benefits so yes, there's no yeah, there is a ceiling effect yeah and yeah, and dr mccurdy uh, talks about that and shows it in his research that it seems to happen way before that nausea kicks in at least personally and in, in a lot of that side where the pain relief is dose dependent so a little bit little pain relief and kind of keeps going up but then it very quickly hits this plateau where if you take more of it okay it doesn't increase the pain relieving effect it just kind of and then it you take more and more then you start to get nauseous and you start to get the constipation side so yeah it's very much a a self-limiting alkaloid profile that kind of i think and that's that's why it seems to be such a i don't know broadly like societal beneficial product is that it doesn't reinforce these negative behaviors yeah you're, the the likelihood of abuse is very low unless you just love stomach cramps and being constipated and these being head high constantly so it's you're not gonna hopefully you're not gonna want to do any of that stuff save your money is what i say why use 10 grams when you can use five or two or three whatever it is you know just find your dose and that's all that's what i've been focused on even when i was in chronic pain for those years is you know what is the minimum amount that i could use and and feel perfectly fine because i was doing whatever it was, 10, 12 tablets. And I just like, okay, what about eight tablets? Is that enough? What about six? And I found that six was like a good, good number. And that's a pretty low dose. So uh, that was my dose for a while for pain relief. And then how many times did you take Kratom like per day, like once a day? During a day? for chronic pain, mm-hmm. three or four times. And so very kind of standard to the research. I was, I was one of those people. Nowadays, no more than two times probably one time a day. I take it in the morning. I've been trying to remember to take it in the afternoon or uh, right before I go to bed, something to help me sleep at night. But uh, I'm just when I get home, it's, it's all about family and I forget about Kratom. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It's easy to forget about. I have it even on the shelf. I have it there. It's in my <laughs> And I go, oh, that's right. I got to take that. And then like, you know, my two-year-old comes around, daddy, hold me. And I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> And I'm lying in bed all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, I forgot to take the Kratom. And then the laziness kicks in. You're like, mm, do I get out of bed, take some Kratom right now? Nah, fine. I would say that when I redose Kratom, so when I'm in a lot of pain for that day, 
I start the day with a higher dose, and then the second dose is generally like 75%. Yes. So I'll take like eight tablets in the morning, and then if I start to feel kind of my pain come back, starts to bother me, then I'll take more like four or six tablets. I don't yes. have to take that eight eight tablets again. Yeah, yeah. I, even for, so now when I'm just using it mainly for energy, mood, and just, just being in a just but my positive attitude and uh, positive outlook in life is kind of why I use it now. Just ha- handling stress more than anything. I, have, I mean, I have back pain and all the stuff that that I think anyone in their forties kind of deals with. But you know, it pales in comparison to the chronic pain I was dealing with for 10, 12 years. So this is like it's all like manageable. I don't need to take anything for this kind of pain. So I'm really just using it for energy and mood. And you're right. Even for that use case, for my use case, it's I take. I don't know, six to eight tablets in the morning. But I only use four tablets in the afternoon, and that carries me through. If I remember, then I have a great evening, great time, no arguments. <laughs> it's a good night. <laughs> so, yeah, you can kind of reduce your dose. Why do you think that is? I mean, from what I see on the research side is that, so the if you look at blood plasma concentration, it does peak at, say, that 20-minute, 40-minute time frame. And then it starts to decline. So as, as our body processes the alkaloids, generally through the liver, it'll process and remove the alkaloids. But then it's like the half-life is going to be around four and a half, five hours. But that still means that at that at that four and a, you know, four or five hour mark, there's still the alkaloids in our system. And so dosing more of it, you're kind of you're not starting from zero. You're starting from some kind of blood plasma concentration of those alkaloids. So to get back to that initial amount from the first dose, you don't have to add as much back into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I think it takes about 24 hours total for like it to fully remove from the system. Oh, I see. So that's okay. why it's kind of, you know, kind of peaks up and then slowly declines over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And the feedback from a lot of our customers is when they switch from powder or from uh, capsules or a liquid concentrate and they switch over to a tablet format that... They don't have to redose as soon, and I guess it goes. There's some more yeah, that's happening that, there, right? Yes, I mean, I mean, my hypothesis is that our tablets, since we use the whole plant material, and we have a certain special size that we use, it it has kind of natural fibers in it that our body doesn't really break down very easily. So those fibers and plant material almost act like a natural time release where it's still in our intestines and slowly kind of releasing some of the alkaloids. So we have kind of the plasma concentration actually gets into the blood and there's a certain half-life to it. But then the plant material is still in our digestive system, releasing a little more of those alkaloids to kind of extend that effect for a little bit longer and more consistently because yeah because i get the same so if i and i i think that because then if i take the same amount of kratom or the same amount of alkaloids in a liquid format where there's no fiber it just kind of goes into my stomach and gets absorbed instantly that i feel it much faster mm-hmm. and then it fades much faster as well compared to the tablets yeah like i love our, our new refresh brewed kratom drink it's I love the taste of it. I love the the experience of it all. But you're right. And I I like that it's so immediate. I mean, I feel it almost instantaneous. It's in a matter of minutes, maybe, at the the high end. But it it doesn't last nearly as long as as just taking our old 
tried and true tablets. They work. So. Yeah, and, and that would make sense from the because we're drinking the tea, it goes right into the mouth, which there's a lot of there, there is a direct pathway under the tongue and the membrane of the mouth actually goes very quickly into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So like sublinguals, I mean, under the tongue is a very common delivery method that is known to be a very fast acting pathway. And so that would make sense versus mm-hmm. if I swallow tablets then it kind of has to go into my stomach. Then it starts to kind of release. There's then it kind of goes through a different pathway and takes a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Do both. That's what I do. I like to use the refresh to take my tablets. <laughs> Best of both worlds. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to share, Alex? That we didn't cover yet? Um, yeah, I think it's important to remember that we don't make recommendations for other people. And so this is our personal experience and sharing research about kind of the traditional use is kind of great for people to look at. But what we do has been our own personal experience. And we do a lot of experimentations and guinea pigging because we're really just trying to understand. And so I definitely don't recommend that people take 30 grams, 20 grams, or hop on a kayak after that. And definitely, yeah, don't, you know, don't double dose and don't kind of redose in 15 minutes. So that's very, it's kind of learn from our experiences and our mistakes. I would not recommend that to anybody else. And definitely, you know, just be careful kind of with stepping into Kratom slowly and and start slow. Mm -hmm. Titration. That's the path. One more thing I wanted to mention. We do have a blog on our website that goes over a lot of the details that uh, Alexander and I shared. If you just go to ethanaturals.com, go to our blog section and look up Kratom dose, how much Kratom do I take? You'll find a lot of good inf- information there about titration and what it means and the process we recommend that you do to figure out your dose. Thank you for tuning in and learning how Victor and I have learned how to dose Kratom. As always, thanks for listening to the Live Fully podcast by Ethan Naturals. Please support us by shopping at ethanaturals.com and giving us a follow on our social at ethanaturals. And as always, if you have any suggestions on topics you'd like for us to discuss, please email the team at support at ethanaturals.com with any of your suggestions. And of course, sign up for our newsletter. That's where we share a lot of information. We do a recap of our podcast episodes and we're always throwing out special offers and deals. Until the next podcast, I'm Victor. I'm Alexander. And as always, live fully.